So if you can keep your branding consistent, you can keep the knockoffs pretty much at bay to a certain extent, and people will be a lot more comfortable with the purchase. We interrupt this program to bring you this important message. Welcome to Marketing Interruption, a daily podcast powered by Blue Tusker that interrupts your day with marketing news, tips and strategies from an entrepreneur who lives and breathes marketing. Now, let the interruption begin with your host, Andrew Math. Hello, episode number 42, Marketing Interruption, Andrew Maftone. I'm going to piss off Amazon sellers again. <laughs> so yesterday's episode was interesting and I got some odd feedback from it and someone wanted a little bit more detail in that whole omni-channel approach thing that I had mentioned. So I'm, I'm actually going to dive back into this. So the omni-channel approach I was, I was referring to was, well, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, go listen to it and then come back. But I will also give you a brief overview of what I had mentioned was adding different marketplace buttons onto a product page and the benefits and cons of that. So I'm going to kind of get a little bit deeper into that today. So omni-channel approach basically means uh, keeping your brand consistent and everything across the board. And that means all everywhere that you could possibly buy your product. This also includes brick and mortar, but for now I'm sticking to e-commerce. Walmart, eBay, Jet, if you can still sell there, I don't even know, I don't work with them anymore, Wayfair, uh, Overstock, anywhere that you're selling, your product images need to look the same, your product titles need to be the same, your product descriptions and everything need to be as remotely close to possible that they can be. I know each of these marketplaces has different rules or whatever, but you know what I mean. So keep the branding consistent, keep the brand voice consistent. You're going to see improved conversion rates on all marketplaces. And the reason is because if someone comes to your website and they're really interested in purchasing, and if you keep hearing like clapping, if you watch this on YouTube, you'll see I'm a very animated, like kind of all over the place. And I'm sorry that I'm clapping into the microphone, but you'll see that your conversion rates will improve across the board. And the reason is, is that everyone who comes to your website will see your brand and get familiar with your brand feel, right? So the brand voice, the brand aesthetic, just the overall branding. And if they're like, this is a great product. I don't know if I want to wait two weeks to get it, or I don't know what your shipping policy is, or for whatever reason, then they leave. Then they come across your product again on eBay. They go, okay, I know this is their product. The issue is a lot of people have knockoffs. There's things like that. You have those whole problems. So if you can keep your branding consistent, you can keep the knockoffs pretty much at bay to a certain extent, and people will be a lot more comfortable with the purchase. Now, the thing I mentioned yesterday that pissed a lot of people off. So Adding a marketplace button to your website is a very interesting approach and it works for some and not for all. I think that it works much better for people who don't want to deal with operations, who maybe are big FBA sellers and they're okay with shipping from their website or dealing with, you know, sending from other websites or, or sorry, other marketplaces. But if you don't want to deal with operations, which I don't blame you because I hate operations, um, then this could be something that you would want to try. So essentially what we would do is we would take the add to cart button on your website and we would keep it prevalent and we would keep it away from these buttons. So maybe we would put it uh, below the description or hide it in a tab or something like that. But we would basically have like an also available at, and we would have these different buttons with all the logos on them that would say available to Amazon, Walmart, eBay, jet, etc. And you can actually track these buttons. So if you take, uh, let's say you're running Google ads and you're running Google shopping ads, your conversion event is going to be a purchase, obviously, once someone gets to your checkout. But 
You can actually also do a custom event for when someone clicks something. So when someone clicks a button and you can actually just have it trigger an event every time someone clicks that button. Now, in that case, Google will count it as a conversion. If you do it on Facebook, Google will, uh, Facebook will count it as a conversion. The benefit of doing it on Facebook is that if you pick a conversion event to target, let's say it's a purchase on Facebook, you can track other conversions without it affecting the algorithm. On Google, it's not that easy. But the nice thing with Facebook is you can actually see how many people purchased versus how many people actually went and clicked on the different buttons. And it's kind of a nice way to see like, okay, how many people am I really losing to these marketplaces? And then again, if you don't want to deal with operations, that could be a big benefit to you. Um, but having that that overall omni-channel approach and really catering to the customer and letting them shop where they're most comfortable will actually help your brand further on down the line. You're not losing any brand recognition when they go to Amazon, you're losing their data and you're losing their contact information, which sucks. So when you release a new product, you're kind of SOL there, but it is one of those things that you kind of have to mull around. But that is essentially the overarching way to do a kind of an omni-channel approach. Uh, obviously, you don't have to do those buttons. You can still have an omni-channel approach as long as you keep your brand aesthetic the same across the board, but that would be my suggestion. So give it a try. If you want some more insight into it, I can definitely find a way to go deeper. Happy to answer any questions you guys may have. So feel free to reach out to me at either Andrew at Andrew Math or all my URL, all my uh, social media stuff is Andrew Math too. Or of course, you can email us here. Any questions you may have, marketing interruption at bluetusker.com. But either way, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. And I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you for joining us for today's marketing interruption. Make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the show. And don't forget to email marketinginterruption at bluetusker.com with any marketing questions you'd like to have answered on the show. And head over to marketinginterruption.bluetusker.com to catch up on past episodes. Until next time. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming.